Welcome to Leaders on the Rise. I'm Lydia Pierre, founder and CEO of Pierre Branding Group. We help create stories that resonate with audiences to forge unforgettable, unique brand experiences. These stories ultimately become infused with all aspects of the client's branding, thereby turning entrepreneurs into media celebrities by growing their authority and helping them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show. We'll reveal to you how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Hello there. Welcome to Leaders on the Rise. I am your host, Lydia Pierre, CEO of Pierre Branding Group. And today we have a very, very special guest. He is what we call a serial entrepreneur, and he has a great passion for disrupting industries. He has He's a funder. He helps fund tons of businesses, as well as has gone through quite a bit of a story for himself coming into this space. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Jeremy Dell. Hey, Jeremy. Hey, Lydia. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for being here with us today. Not excited. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm excited because I've already, I've heard your story. I've read your story and I'm just so excited to hear it from you directly because it's always different when you hear it from the whole horse's mouth, so to speak. Right. So (laughs) I really want to hear you tell your story in your own words. And I know you also have a book, which we're going to talk about. And I know you tell your story through there as well, but I just want the listeners to be able to just kind of hear your heart hear your passion, hear all the things that makes Jeremy, Jeremy, right? So Jeremy, tell us about yourself. Who are you? How'd you get started? Where are you from? All of that. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it's, um, it's definitely an interesting and entertaining story, but I really resonate with your, like your, your podcast and what you're trying to talk about, because um, it's a big part of why I even you know, wrote the book, you know, I'm a small town kid from Bardstown, Kentucky, where the bourbon capital of the world, mm-hmm. uh, about 30,000 people. So super, super small town, you know, relatively stable upbringing, um, you know, small, you know, big fish, small pond kind of mentality. I felt like I always wanted to get out of, you know, that small town and do more, see more and be more out of this, this yearning for, uh, ever. And, you know, went to school in Rhode Island, um, became, uh, uh, the youngest institutional equity trader in fidelity investment history at age 20. A uh, really cool story how that ha- ended up happening, but went from uh, Rhode Island to uh, New um, to Boston to New York, um, and then went out on my own about 20 years ago and founded Delk Enterprises, and have been in everything from building materials, real estate development, uh, animal healthcare, human healthcare, epigenetics. Um, you know, do some coaching, consulting, all all these things. We had an Inc. 500. Um, fastest growing company in uh, in the U.S. Twenty fourth fastest growing company in the U.S. Two thousand nineteen. Number four in healthcare. So we've had all the Inc. Five hundred, all these accolades, but mostly it's all bullshit, right? Like all those things are like what your CV is, right? It's like, hey, I did these things, and you got, you know, you've you've had these spoils of life, and uh, the, the whole adage is, I'm an overnight success. It only took me twenty two years, right? And and really, it's the behind the scenes thing, especially being an entrepreneur. It's a lonely, it's a lonely existence sometimes, right? And it's a very scary, right? You you're internalizing, especially if you're a single sole founder. I've had hundreds of employees. Even though you don't have it, tie my books without a plan, I never had it all figured out. You had to, you know, project that you did, and you had to give that confidence and. 
it's that overcoming adversity and overcoming, you know, getting, you know, that right hook by Tyson in the jaw, like, Hey, now what do I do um, to, to really go through? That is really, I think in both business and I share a lot in the book on my personal life because, you know, business is personal. Um, that is the important part of, you know, really the lessons that I learned. I think now with, you know, some of my coaching clients and with your consulting, that's what it is, right? Cause you know, I'm, I don't know, smart and things are easier for me now just because I've gotten my ass kicked so many times and I've, I've fallen and failed so many times, but the difference is I've learned from those lessons um, and I get back up and I just keep moving forward. So that's really why I wanted to, to share the story, my book, because, you know, we I'm not special, right. And I'm not some genius. Like, you know, I'm, I'm just like you or any of your audience. We all have had things that have happened in our lives that shaped us, but it's really what we, you know, those events that happen, it's the actions and the events and the emotions that we apply to those events that define the outcome. And what I try to do with my clients is like, Hey, listen, let's go through, or let's, let's, you know, we're, we're, we've got this analysis process by analysis and we're thinking about all the things that could go wrong. Okay. So what if it does, right? Like, is it the end of the world? You're still going to be okay. Right. Everyone can think about that's listening. Like, remember that time when you had this, the absolute you know biggest gut shot that happened in your business or your personal life in that moment, remember that feeling it felt right. lonely. It's the world's ending. It's all fucking over all those emotions. But then guess what? The sun rose the next morning. And, and it didn't, and it didn't end, right? And you still kind of got there and we forget about that, right? So with me, I run towards failure to try to keep on overcoming it. And the more you do that and change your your mindset on failure and adversity, you get a bit cocky and, and, you, and you, you get a bit more confident in yourself. Like, hey, I, I've been through some of these wars. I've been through some of these things. And if you, you can, you can, if you have a weaker mindset and you let you know, emotions win, you can let that, beat you up and and never come back from it. But you can also use that as like, Hey, I did that. I overcame it. And it gives you that confidence to kind of really pick back up and move forward again. Absolutely. And to touch on a couple, a couple of things that you said really rang a bell for me and really resonated. Um, that feeling of in- invincibility, right. is kind of what comes with it. It's like yeah. you go through all of that and then you feel like, Oh man, bring it on. Yeah. <laughs> I, can, <laughs> yeah. I can do anything. No, for sure. And like, you have to just get comfortable with the unknown, right? I mean, I think that's it. I mean, a lot of my staff are younger and they just get so, what, especially early on when they first start working with me, um, I try not to get emotional about anything, right? Good or bad, right? Because you know, you never know until it's going to happen. Just like be happy and celebrate and when it's a win, it's a win and do that. But you have these negative things that come through and like, oh, well, it'll work out. Or we're launching a new business. Like, yeah, no, that's how it's going to work. Well, how? I have no clue how, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to waste the time playing it because I'm probably going to be wrong, but I know this is the direction I think we want to go nice. that on the horizon and just move forward. And then when they see it just working out, it becomes like infuriating. Like, how'd you know? Like, well, I mean, I think it's going to happen. I, I try, I put effort into it and, and, you know, make adjustments along the, along the road. Right. And, and it comes to the point where the how is not your business. The how is not my business. Right. <laughs> it has to work itself out. It's just going to have to. The, the opportunities are going to come. The people are going to come. And you can't possibly predict all of that. There's no way. Right. 
Oh, for, for sure. I mean, look, I mean, what's the point of plan? I mean, who, who had a plan in 2019 for a global pandemic to happen in 2020, right? Like no, um, 2021, like who, who had that, right? Mm-hmm. No one modeled that. Right, right, right. But we adapted as, as humans and business owners and we survived for some businesses. It was like the best thing ever for, for it was, them. it was. So you have to look at that perspective and, uh, and yeah, just, you know, we, we, we have, and I think it starts with in school and education and society, we have this such a wrong or, you know, poor interpretation of what failure is and that failure is a bad thing. And I think that's really where the magic happens. That's where you really learn um, those lessons is, is, is in those failures, right. And, and really shapes who you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and look, I think entrepreneurship isn't for everyone. I see this all the time. We get a little bit of criticism for it, but I love you know, Cuban and O'Leary and those guys in Shark Tank, but like they've glamorized it. Just fucking right. suck sometimes, man. Like this is like a brutal, you know, blood sport sometimes. Mm-hmm. But if you have the same sickness that I do, as probably as you do, it's a it's a drug. We love it, right? And it's that 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 you know threat of not being able to do something or challenge it. You can't do it. It's like, oh, I want to prove you prove you wrong. Right. That's the that's what drives a lot of us. And sometimes the you is not the even the public; it's yourself more than more than often it's yourself. Oh, a hundred percent. More times than not, the fear that you have is what other people are going to think of you. Which, in reality, they really don't care. You know what they care about themselves, right? right? But we project all these other things, and it's usually an outward, it's an inward component that hey, this is why we're talking ourselves out, and we get in our own way. I think there's so many great ideas and new businesses that don't ever get off the ground because we're so scared of what failure looks like to someone else when it should just be a, an introspective um, piece. And again, that it's very easy for us to talk about that, but it's scary for some people. Right. And, you know, I, you know, became this youngest, you know, trader at Fidelity. I, I built a $2 million portfolio at 19. That's a cool story. What not everyone knows is I, I blew up $2 million in four days at 19, right? That was a lonely place to be. It was a horrible, I mean, I thought the world was ending, but I didn't know, how, you know, hence without a plan title of the book, I didn't know that that likely in, you know, looking back, you know, 20 something years was probably the best thing that ever happened to me wow. for so many reasons, right? It taught me humility. It taught me that I'm not invincible. Um, you know, it, you know, taught me to, you know, always ask questions and to really be appreciative that that happened to me at 19 when I didn't have kids and a family and wife, all those things. So you have to just really, you know, get that mindset. It's a, it's a famous quote that people say, nothing really happens to you. It happens for you, right? Yeah. And you can get past and look at, at that as an opportunity that has happened for you and, and, and look for the lesson. You'll be yeah. so much better off. Right. And speaking of lessons, and I know that you're a coach and mentor and all of that great stuff. And I always, what I admire about coaches and mentors is I, I, I say that they provide a service that is almost equivalent. I'm going to say equivalent to, but you guys go through it. And by you guys, myself included, you guys go through it. So others don't have to essentially. Right. So you've gone through the, the, the trials, the tribulations, the, the horror stories. Some of the things I hear entrepreneurs who are on top, go through to be who they are. I mean, you, you wouldn't wish that on your worst enemy half the time. No, for sure. And I think that's the, that's the reality, right? That's why, you know, I do all these podcasts, right? I, I feel there's a sense of obligation to, you know, share my story, not mm. because, I mean, I've had, I've been super fortunate and very lucky and blessed to have a lot of success, but if I can save someone, you right. know, 
the the trauma or just the figuring it out too. Sometimes it's not even trauma. It doesn't have to be bad things, but like sometimes, you know, we have to get okay with ourselves, right? There's a huge piece of it. Like my my book, you know, it's a memoir and it started off being very much business book. And I think it's just as much memoir and personal life advice. Um, for me, I was, I mean, people are, everyone that's read it like shit, man, I can't believe you fucking said all that. And like, you know what? Yeah, I'm not gonna be disingenuine. You may not like me, but you can't call me this gentleman and say that nothing, everything I say is out there. And and I put a lot out there, me personally, of things that, you know, I wasn't always the best person, or best husband, or all these things. And, you right. know, I, it takes work, which is scary. And it takes vulnerability, which is scarier to really look into question why it is that you're doing whatever it is you're doing in your relationships and business. And w- what's the point? Why, why are you doing it? Why are you a hard charging CEO and you're working, you know, 18 hour days? What are you doing for it? Is it mission driven because you want to have an impact? Great. That's good. What's the impact core that you're unstoppable, right? It's because I want freedom with my family. You understanding your why and getting comfortable and happy with yourself yeah. is so crucial. And so many entrepreneurs are you know, destructive and they're creating problems and they're just constantly going because they're not wanting to deal with really what's inside. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that's what I wanted to kind of share as well. So I do half my coaching is that stuff. Like, dude, what the fuck are you doing for? What's wrong? What, 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 why are you going? And you have to pull back that layer of the onion sometimes because you get all these surface answers. Oh, I just want to change the world. I want to make it better. Right. Oh, man. Like, why are you doing it? Right. For me, my story was, you know, kind of traumatic with my my dad passing away. Like that's a core thing that it took me 30 years and hundreds of thousands of dollars in therapy to figure out. That's my why. It took a long time. I probably, no, I definitely would have been a better, happier, more productive person 10 years before if I would have you know, looked at those wounds, but they're scary and they're awful. It's so much easier to ignore. But, you know, I look at people that are 42, that are 10, 20, 30 years, my senior, some who figured it out later, some still who haven't, Right. that's the tragedy, right? That, that's the, that's the true strategy, uh, tra- tra- tragedy Monday. Yeah. So Monday is Tuesday, I don't know what day it is, but that's a true tragedy. It's like, Hey, now they're studying there and they can't reach out to their loved one or they can't reach out to that colleague and say, or, or just, Hey, I want to, you know, you're an executive that wanted to go out on their own. Dude, don't live with a regret, man. That's the that's the thing. That's the most expensive thing you can never uh, never recoup. Right? Is that regret? Just right. try it. Enjoy. You get one one go around in this game called life. Right, right. And just enjoy the journey and and that self awareness piece while you're on the journey, being aware of that it's like you said happening for you, not to you, and just being part of that experience. Like some people miss out on their own journey. They're they're on it, but they have nothing to do with it. They like they're not experiencing it. They're not living it. Yeah. And that's all it is. I mean, I, I truly think, I mean, for me, like my passions, you know, kids, family, it's experiences and, you know, all the things that, you know, are hard. I was in, uh, yeah, this weekend, I was in Canton, Ohio, um, drove there six hours away for a football tournament, freezing freaking cold for five football games. Like, there's a lot of parts that sucked driving through a snowstorm, getting there, driving back, tired, freezing, hot. Like what are those things? Hand warmers. Yeah. There's a lot of those things that sucked, but watching your, your kid play and have those experiences and teamwork growth, that is invaluable. Right. So, you know, mindset, optimism, you can look at all the things that suck or are difficult in life, but like, it's really those things that are hard. Most things in life that are good are hard. Most mm-hmm. things that are worth doing are fucking hard. 
yeah. That doesn't mean you shouldn't do them though. Right, right. I mean, th- that's where you get the, the the character building. You know, that's where it comes in, right? The character yeah. building, the perseverance, the diligence, all the stuff that it takes, the muscle you have to build to be an entrepreneur. It's crazy. They don't tell yeah. you this stuff. They make it, like you said, it's glamorized now. Everyone thinks, especially social media now, everybody's an influencer or doing all these things. Yeah. It's just the art of being a business owner or being an entrepreneur. It's just, it's lost. It's a lost art. Yeah, I agree. It's a lost art. So yeah, and, 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 and most of those things that you mentioned, you know, I talk about this too a lot. You know, you mentioned these influencers. I mean, most of those guys are fucking bullshit and they're very unhappy and they're living, you know, two lives, right? Dude, that's got to be the worst existence ever. That's got to be so hard. Like mm-hmm. just not being who you are all the time and having this like thing to get it. There, there's insecurities. There's so much there. And it's bad because so many of our youth and our kids look at that. It's like, that's the dream. A, that, that's just a problem, but that doesn't need to be your dream, right? I mean, everyone now, like Silicon Valley, everything's going crazy. Like, I need to have a billion dollar extra and you have a billion dollar business. Like, no, you don't. Like, wh- why? Like, you should really focus on being the ve- very best Lydia that you can be, the very best Jeremy that I can be. Fuck everyone else. Like, yeah. stop comparing yourselves to them. Like, you hap- your happiness is controlled inside, not for what you can buy, what you can do, where you go and where you stay. It's it starts in with from within, mm-hmm. and you can't get there until you do that that work um, and question really what your core values are, wh- why you are doing what you're doing, and always keeping that that barometer. Because I'm sometimes, especially going without a plan, you know, you get off the beaten path, and you absolutely you get off, and that's okay. That's life. That's the journey. But being able to come back okay. here, like, hey, why am I doing this, and and is this the right thing to be doing? Like that, that I think is important. Right. And to your point, it's not something that you just, you, you have to do the work every day. You have to do the work every single day. You don't just earn this not degree you earn and you're right. just forever this person. No, you have to do it every day. You're going to feel like giving up. <laughs> it's just like right. this happens. Yeah. And if you're truly an entrepreneur, you truly love it, then that's the piece, right? I mean, I don't need to go and do this stuff. I don't need to be on, I don't need, I love it. This is so much fun. I, I've always had, that's why I left corporate America because I felt like I was, you know, restricted. I wasn't creating anything and, and I wasn't learning. I have this, I, I've been in all these industries, not out of, you know, strategy. It's been because I'm very curious and I, I, I think the, I'm interested. I've got this ever yearning desire to continue to, to learn and, and grow. That's not work for me. That's enjoyment. Right. Sometimes that enjoyment pays pretty damn well. Right? So like, <laughs> that's a bonus. That's an absolute bonus, but that's not why I'm doing it for a check. Mm, I love that. I love it because so many people will look look at some of those characters within themselves and think they're all over the place. Someone will just dismiss them like you have no idea what you want to do with your life. You're all over the place. But no, you're 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 someone who you love a lot of things and there's ways to monetize all those things sometimes, you know, because you love them. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And if, if you do what you love, I mean, that's that's you know, you never work a day in your life. Right. I mean, I think that's the. That, that's that's a reality. And not everything goes right either, but those are cool things. Maybe you fail in a popsicle business, but then you corner the ice cream market. Like that that's where you have to just change your perspective. Like, oh, that didn't work. Like, nothing works ever, right? Bezos doesn't sell just books now, right? He sells everything. Right. But he but he saw so you don't know where it's always going to take you and, and you have that big idea and be flexible. Netflix, I don't I don't get any DVDs in the mail now, but now they're the probably the biggest content producer ever, right? I mean obviously YouTube is not generated by the, the users. I mean, there's so so many things that those are examples of, of people not knowing exactly where the, the road yeah. is trying to take them. But 
go through and pivot and and just keep moving forward. The so, art of pivot is an amazing thing, isn't it? Yeah, it, 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 <laughs> totally, it totally is. And, and recognizing that too. Like I try to, you know, it's a good, just on a point, when I start a new company or a new thing, you know, I have agreements with myself. And this is something for your listeners. If they've got an, a new idea, a new business to start, a new hire, a new product line expansion, define success or failure before you get in there. Because sometimes you can have an ugly baby, right? And I, I've done that, right? Like you get so emotional, kind of go through it, define it. And then say, hey, listen, I want to go and you know do uh, a new product launch. Okay, I'm going to put $10,000 in, into this, or I want to do a case study and just ask a hundred friends, whatever it is that your risk tolerance, tolerance is, it's got to hurt a little bit and then define it. If the result of that is 60% of people want it, then I will go further. If the thing is I can get $5,000 in sales off my $10,000 launch, then I will go further. If not, then then you you pull back. That is a really great way that's you don't let your emotions sway you. And okay. you also get over fears like, oh, well, I got 62%. You said, you promised to yourself, if you got over 60, you're going to go to that next level. Now take that next step, right? Mm -hmm. Defining it early as opposed to making a decision, then you can talk yourself in and out of so many different uh, scenarios. I see what you're saying. So almost kind of pre, not or predetermining what your risk tolerance is essentially. Right. right. And, and in that state, because in that state to wherever it takes you, if it takes you a month or two months, it's going to, new things are going to occur. Yeah. Sway you. As opposed to like, hey, like for me, I just go all in and I just kind of assess things and they'll either work, it's binary, it'll work or it won't work. But for so many people, it's that first step that they struggle with. So when I'm coaching, I'm like, hey, okay, well, what's what's the first step? I know you want to go and build this big multinational company. You don't go from here to here. You don't, right. do you go from here to the small step. So what does that look like for you? And then you just ask, because you're honest, well, I think it's just, and then they, they could be way over the market or way under the market, but that gives them the, the confidence that you made a deal with yourself that you're going to go ahead or you're going to scrap it and then re revisit it and try something different. It's okay. And you borrow that line. So you don't internalize it so much like, oh, it's a failure. Like, no, it's a test. Is it? Yeah. It's a test. And, and then yeah. we've got information on the results of that test to now make a better informed decision than we could have today. I love it. I love, is that in your book? I'm sure it's in there somewhere. Yes. Oh, man. That was I'm glad I recorded it. Yeah. I have it. Yeah. <laughs> that was good stuff. Okay. So let's talk about your investment business. I mean, you, you are someone who helps people who are going into business and you take risks all the time on people, for people, with people, by people. How do you assess when the risk, I mean, I'm sure probably you apply that formula you just talked about as well, but what would you say to the entrepreneur or someone who is working on their business plan right now and is potentially looking for an investor? What is it that might keep them from approaching someone to say, hey, this is what I have. Can you invest in me? Yeah, for sure. I mean, so first on criteria, what I look at is, I mean, I look at number one, the individual, right? I mean, we're in Kentucky, so a lot of horse racing, right? So you very much bet on the jockey, not the horse. Um, so it could be a great idea or a shitty idea, but if you've got a great operator, like that's, that's, that's what's hard to find. You can find really horrible operators that don't have good ethics or experience and they've got a brilliant idea, but it may not go anywhere because they can't lead it. So I look at that individual first. Um, the mistakes I see a lot of folks make is they try to raise money too early, which a it's hard to raise and they waste too much time on trying to go and 
you know, ask for money before getting started. Um, and also if they're successful in our, uh, raising money, a lot of times it's over dilutive because someone's taking a, a, a bigger risk. So I always try to say, Hey, listen, you're going to come off and have a higher, definitely a higher strike rate with me giving you money than, and, and then maybe potentially other, other investors as well is you've put some skin in the game, whether it's friend and family money, credit card debts, or, or just proof of concepts. Maybe you're, you don't, and maybe it's just sweat equity, right? Maybe you're a coder and you built a software and you, and you just put the hours in to go and do it and you didn't pay yourself or you got some buddies do it, whatever it is to kind of go through and have some sort of proof of concept. Like, Hey, this is how we think the market's going to receive. We've got a proof of concept. We've got a beta. Here's our user data, or here's our early revenue in this small, you know, launch. They've just done something to right. have more of a proof of concept than a pre-revenue idea that they're not taking any risk on themselves. Um, so that's kind of number one. Then number two on how I'm making these decisions, you know, a lot of times you understand these valuations can be a little bit crazy, but oftentimes what it, these early startups need are more than just money. So they'll have a bullet line, like I need a million dollars at a $10 million valuation. So I'm giving it 10% of my business. I tend not to try and beat up these entrepreneurs on valuation, even though most of them should you know, just completely scrap them because they're they're way off. But I dig deeper and that's just having a conversation. Well, what's the use of proceeds? What do you need that million dollars for? Yeah. And that's when I'm usually able to, if I like the idea and it's something I believe in and think that I can have impact on, that's where... Um, and a lot of these come from my coaching clients, actually they start coaching. And then I end up, you know, bring them into the the investment model, but it, it often is, well, I need web dev and a marketing team. Oh, okay. I own a web development company and a marketing company. Cool. Let's put that in a box. Well, I need a CFO. All right. Well, I've got a finance crew. So, so now all of a sudden, because of, I've got all these shared services because of the businesses that I already own that I can get these solutions, right. That, you know, need money oftentimes, um, for less dollars and they think it's going to cost, but all the time much quicker. Cause like you get a million dollars. Now you've got to go out and find a CFO, find a tech. You gotta go do that. I can just plug you in straight away and you're, you're, uh, so, so it saves money, saves time and, and kind of gets there. So that's, uh, something I look at doing and I'm industry. I told you some of the industries I'm in, I'm very much industry agnostic. I think, you know, people do business with people, Right. Um, and it, as long as you have that customer focused, you know, and customer experience at your core, um, you know, if it's a good idea, the market will tell you. And it's when you can have something that's really special. Absolutely. And I, and I love what you touched on. Cause I don't think a lot of people realize their investment in the company, whether it's their blood, sweat, tears, all that stuff is an investment in itself. And they need Absolutely. to track and document that. I don't think a lot of people see it that way. And that's where they kind of miss the mark. Yeah, yeah. And if you, if, you, if you're lucky enough, you have the resources to go through and 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 pour it in. That's it. and then also the other things too is like going all in is like I did that and it motivated me because I I I need a I need to walk a tightrope without a net because that keeps me motivated. That's the other side. You don't want to go that way either, right? I mean, the the guy that comes to me and says, "Hey, I just took a home equity line. I put four hundred thousand dollars in this new business idea." I'm sometimes I'm like, fuck man, that's, you shouldn't have done that. Right. Like you, you went too far. Right. So that, that actually doesn't, you know, you, you, so you, there's that balancing component have some proof of concept, get your confidence in there, get some state, you know, going through and, and, and then go out and try to have a raise, a raise and have a conversation like, Hey, this is what I think uh, I need right now. And um, get some advisors behind you, but Absolutely. yeah, have something in it, but don't, don't, don't go all in 
until you've proven to yourself, this is what I think, you know, it can do because it could be the wrong business. It could be the wrong idea. It could be the wrong platform, but you could have the start of something and it just be a, a a small pivot or or a redirection. So test it. Yeah. Just test it. (laughs) Just get started. That's That's the biggest lesson. I mean, what you'll see and what you read in the book, um, besides the personal component is I talk about 20 years worth of investing and 20 years worth of businesses, um, all of which survived me, right? So these aren't just like, you know, one hit wonder type of deals and like got lucky and whatever. All those businesses survived me. And that's the definition of if it's an actual business. It's not like a hustle, right? Where it's like, right. I mean, like this dancing puppet type of deal, dancing bear syndrome, where I, it's all me. I built systems and build processes and build, you know, businesses that, you know, if that's a definition like of a real business, if you can go, you know, leave for a month, two months, and the business is still there when you come back, that is a business and that's valuable. Then you can sell it to someone else because now you, you don't go through. So you need to, to have that ability to be able to remove yourself from it. At some point, early days, it's 24 hour, you know, mm-hmm. seven day a week type of deals. But that's the uh, the thing. But you'll read all those businesses that I built, all of which uh, I had no clue. I had a direction, but I had no idea where they were going to go or how I was going to get there. Um, and some of these are super high tech, high, you know, regulated industries, all, all, all sorts. And I think hopefully there's the ups and downs in it, but the lessons are, you know, once or twice is a fluke, but 20 years is harder to, to fluke. And it's just that picking yourself up and keep going forward. And betting on yourself. I know it sounds cliche, but betting on yourself, right? Ultimately. hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, that's, you, you should be your biggest fan, right? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So how does someone become a client or a coach or get coached by you or become a mentee? How do they get in touch with you? Yeah. So, I mean, jeremydelk.com is my, my website. And then you can follow me on uh, on all socials at Jeremy S. Delk. Um, so that's Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, et cetera. And yeah, reach out. I mean, we're always interested to, you know, have a call, hear a pitch, you know, and we'll be pretty straight up with you. Like we, I don't like our coaching business is like no contracts. Like you, it either works or it doesn't. I add value or you fire me. Like I, I think it, life's too short, right? I mean, we're we're, uh, we're we're doing this really to kind of help add value. And you know, if we can make some small impacts, and, and sometimes it's those quick sessions that do that. That's really what it's fun for me. So um, I'm I'm excited to help. And you know, any ideas, anything that you guys have, uh, reach out, please. Absolutely. I know I'm going to reach out. I'm going to get you as a coach. I already know this. So <laughs> I, I mean, I could talk about this stuff all day and I just love to be able to get into people's minds who have already done it and been able to succeed because they do want to give back and want to pour into people because it's just, it's their nature, you know? So to, to be the, have the privilege of being that sponge that soaks it up. Absolutely. I'm here yeah. for all of it. Yeah. It's, I mean, people want to be around like-minded people and like, it's fun, it's contagious. And like, it's, it's uh, yeah, again, I, I just can't, you know, we're not promised tomorrow and, you know, the, all these ideas. And if you've got people that are just trying to do the right thing for the right reasons, like why wouldn't you want to help and be around those types of individuals? So, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if anyone wants to get your book, they could go to the website, jeremydelt.com. Yes. Go click tab that says book. Yeah, or it's on Amazon, uh, Barnes and Noble. Uh, I mean, it's you can get it really in bookstores anywhere. So we're really excited. And yeah, check it out, man. I think um, there's there's it's something in it for everyone. There really is, right? Hard charging CEO, entrepreneur, stay at home mom, stay at home house dad, whomever. I mean, I really think it's important to 
um, yeah, I, I, I got really vulnerable. It was a hard thing. It was like having a baby. It was, it was hard to, to get through there. I'm probably one of my, my proudest accomplishments. I don't know how lucrative it's going to be. We hit a bestseller the first day. So hopefully that continue, continues. But, you know, I think the feedback I've gotten, um, I got a WhatsApp message from a guy um, I haven't spoke to in nine years, um, but who knew me in an early career. And like, you know, it was, uh, you know, like literally, you know, and there's no reason to do this. I, I'll read it to you. Um, JD, I know a few years gone by. I just wanted to say, uh, JD, this was today at seven o'clock. JD, I know a few years have gone by, but I just wanted to reach out and say, I got a delivery of your book from Amazon this afternoon. Opened it. It couldn't put it down. Smashed straight through the whole thing. What a fucking unbelievable read. Sorry, I curse a little bit. What a journey of ups and downs to, to relive. Whilst I would like to fill in a few missing details on the Vegas Dubai trips, it's honestly one of the best books I've ever read, bro. I wish you and your family all the best in life and congratulations to your success. The kid, I used to call him the kid. Um, that's pretty cool, man, right? I mean, I haven't really reached out. Fuck, he's in Australia, right? And and, and gone through. So it's just pretty, uh, it, it's cool to have that. And I've gotten, and that, that person knows me, but so many people that, don't know me can relate to stories that I shared about childhood and loss and these things. I'm so I'm, I'm, I'm super proud of it. And uh, yeah, check it out. Let me know what you think. And I even think it's even more impactful when people who actually know you and seen you go through it still are touched by it because sometimes people who are so close to it, they don't yeah. appreciate it. Right. But when those people come back and they're like, wow, yeah. Well, and also you don't share. I mean, like, I like a, 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 you know, it's not to spoil a little bit, but the first chapter in the book, I talk about losing my dad at seven years old and how it happened. And then now you have to read the whole fucking book because at the end, I kind of really tie it in together and go into more detail. But I've been, I've been in business with a guy for 18 years and he's like, dude, I knew, I knew you lost your dad but I never knew how. And like, that's, that's normal because like in that business, you don't go through that, right? You don't talk about, I mean, you know, business relationships versus like deep friendships. Right. You don't share all of that because it's, it's uncomfortable. It's unnatural. How do I ask about it? All those things, but you just forget it because it's your life. And you just, we assume, we assume so often in life that everyone, again, business and especially relationships, that everyone knows what we feel and what we think they wow. don't, they don't. So unless you share that and go through, you, you, you aren't really having that deep connection from relationships. So think about that in your, 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 with your spouse, your partner, fiance, girlfriend, boyfriend, we take for granted what's in our head. Right. Times we don't really share that what's yeah. really going on. And that's that communication or lack thereof uh, is crazy, man. Wow. That was deep. That was a great way to end this podcast because that was deep. <laughs> that was deep. And I do have a book club and I'm definitely going to push your book to my book club because um, I definitely think it's going to be something that can definitely help and impact them because this really the premise of everything I'm doing now is having people be vulnerable and tell their story in a way that really helps them first and yeah. others after, because you know, it's really for you ultimately. Sure. Yes. It's for you. So being able to tell your story is for you and others benefit from that. So thank you so much for sharing your story and thank for you. going through it so I don't have to. <laughs> so thank you for your service in that sense, um, because to be able to read your story and be able to hear some of the ways you made it through will definitely help. I'm sure it's going to resonate even if I didn't have that exact same experience. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to help me to be able to push through and keep going because I'm still on my journey. Yeah. You know, so. We all are. We all are. There's, there's no destination. There's no destination. Right. Well, thank you so much, Jeremy, for your time, your story, your just 
your vulnerability. Thank you so much for really sharing. Really, really, really appreciate it. Thank you, Lydia. Be well. You as well. You as well. So that's it for today, everyone. So tune in next time on Leaders on the Rise. Thank you. Lydia here. Thank you so much for listening to Leaders on the Rise. If you are a successful CEO, founder, C-suite executive, decision maker, successful business leader, or an influential entrepreneur who would like to be on this podcast, please visit pierrebrandinggroup.com slash podcast to apply. If you got something out of this interview you would like to share on social media, just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag leaders on the rise. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show, and they mean so much to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, pierrebrandygroup.com, or follow me on LinkedIn and Instagram at LydiaPierre underscore. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time.